0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Leah, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, August 13, 2013, and today we're reading from the big book. You'll find us in Chapter 5, entitled How It Works, on page 62, the very bottom paragraph, beginning with This is the How and Why of It. And today's readers are Helena, Devora, Rick, and Paula. The share ID for yesterday's meeting, that's Monday, August 12th, 4942, 4942. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now call on Sarah to read the 12 steps.
1: Can I be heard? Yes. Okay, good morning. This is Sarah, compulsive overeater from New York. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I will now call on Ann S. to read the 12 traditions.
2: Uh, hi, good morning. My name is Ann uh, from Pennsylvania, the 12 traditions, compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 4. Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less money. Problems of money, property, and prestige diverted from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OI name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you. How our meeting works. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book. We are in Chapter 5, How It Works, on page 62, on the very bottom paragraph, beginning with This is the How and Why of It. And I will ask Helena to begin reading, please.
3: Good morning. This is Helena in South Jersey. This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter, in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. I'd like to share just a little on this. I am going to be free. I am going to be free when I quit playing God and depend on a power greater than myself. I am going to be free of compulsive overeating and far more than that. I am going to have a life beyond my wildest dreams. I'm going to have a life that is completely directed by my higher power. When I came into program, I thought my problem was food. I did not know my problem was selfishness and self contentedness and I thought I had God's help. I had a God that I knew so clearly, and I had a religious body that I was affiliated with and a book that I read. I had God all right, but I didn't have God's help. I did not realize I was playing God. I thought I had a God that I could make this God do whatever I wanted by following the precepts I thought I was supposed to be following. I thought people around me were supposed to be doing things differently. I judged myself for being a compulsive overeater, and I tried over and over to tap into the power of God to stop eating compulsively. And I never realized that I had set myself against the whole world and I had set myself against God and I was telling God what to do. I had to quit. And the big book has a very, very basic and important reason why we have to stop doing what we were doing and start letting God be God in our lives. And that is that our way doesn't work. It didn't work. What more reason do I need? It didn't work. And once I came to my knees, once we come to our knees and realize, recognize that through our selfishness and self-centeredness and wanting to arrange the entire show to fit ourselves, we, I, am playing God, and I realized that this did not work, then I could make a decision. I could decide that hereafter I was going to let God be the director. I was going to let God be the principal, and I'm just going to do God's will. This is the way out. This is the way out from compulsive overeating. This is the way out from my disease. And this is the way out of my selfishness. It's a very simple idea. And before I came in and accepted a higher power, greater than myself, sufficient to stop me from eating compulsively, I was too complicated. My ideas about life weren't simple enough. This is a very, very, very basic thing that works across the world and has worked across the ages when we surrender to a power greater than ourselves and allow that power to direct us instead of me, Helena, telling the world how it ought to be and telling my higher power how that world ought to be. When I finally do let go and follow a higher power's direction, I will be free. Wonderful words, a new and triumphant arch based on such a simple concept. Pass.
0: Thank you very much, Helena. Is there anyone is else? Hiya. Would like to Hi, comment Leia. on this paragraph? Good morning, Hiya. Go right ahead.
3: Hi. Thank you, Leia. Hi, everybody. This is Hiya, recovered, compulsive eater and bulimic. Uh, from Dallas, Texas, in Virginia, on her way back to Dallas. Um, Grateful to be on this meeting. So grateful for the technology we have today. Um, You know, I just have to back up for a second. And I want to welcome anyone who's new. We're going to welcome you at about 8.01. So I want to back up for a second on page 60, right, which is we have become convinced that we were compulsive eaters, cannot manage our own lives. This is going to, you know, can't do this no human power, no sponsor, no diet club, no person, not me, not you, can relieve it, and that God could, and what if he were sought? I don't have to know God, I just have to seek him. And uh, now they're saying, if we're convinced of those things, we're at step three, which is a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. Just what do we mean by that, and just what do we do? And here comes the first requirement to recover. Remember, we only have only requirement for membership of the fellowship is a desire to stop eating, but to recover. There are a bunch of requirements, and the first one is to become convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. So then we go down to page 62, and it's describing why self-centeredness is, is such a problem, and we must be rid of it, you know. But, you know, we must be rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. Why? Because the selfishness will lead us back to eating. God makes that possible, and there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Can't Self will not heal self. You know, I, I, if I hold my breath, I'm eventually going to pass out so I can breathe again. I'm not going to die from holding my breath. I wouldn't allow myself to do that, right? I, self will not kill self, so I need God's help. And it's saying neither could I reduce my self-centeredness much by wishing it or trying on my own power, just like I couldn't get rid of the food. Um, I had to have god 's help, and so then it says in the paragraph we read this morning, this is the how and the why they 're about to tell us how and why, how we had to quit playing God that 's how I get rid of my selfishness is I stop playing God because that 's the problem. I play God. Why <laughs> it didn 't work thats that 's why. How got to quit playing God, why it doesn 't work. Next, I'm going to be on this plane, which is I'm going to make God my director. So it's telling us. It's so, what I love, love, love about this book is that it tells me exactly what to do. I don't have to recreate the wheel. I tried recreating the wheel for so many years in OA, and I'm so grateful that I, I've returned to the source of what solved the problem for those first hundred alcoholics. Someone asked me yesterday, how do I work my program from day to day in my life? I said, open to page 86 and 87, 85, 86 and 87. I do 10, 11, and 12. I said exactly what it says in the book. That's what I do. So it's telling me here exactly what to do. Quit playing God because it doesn't work. I'm going to make him the agent. I'm going to make him the director, and I'm the actor. He's going to be the principal. I'm going to be the agent. He's going to be the father. I'm going to be the child. This is a simple, simple concept, and it's the keystone. They, they talk so much in the book about building a foundation, the keystone, the cornerstone, the mortar, right? So this is the keystone. The keystone is that brick in the very top piece of the arch that really holds the whole thing together. I need that keystone in order to pass through that arch to freedom. And now it's going to continue to tell us how, and, and, and how it's going to happen is through the process of step four, through nine, and I'm so grateful that I don't have to look anywhere else, and it's totally consistent with my spiritual values um, of my religion. For those of us that
0: have religions,
3: it, you'll find there's no, there's no conflict here. I'm, I'm extraordinarily
0: grateful. Thank you so much for letting me share with that. I pass. Thank you, Helena. Would anyone else like... I'm Hiya. sorry. <laughs> this is Thank you, can I share? Yes,
4: this go is ahead. Stella, can I share?
0: Go ahead Bella and there's somebody else please. Paula. Margaret. Paula. Margaret. Okay. Bella Paula Margaret. Go right ahead.
4: Good morning, my name is Bella and I am a compulsive overreader. Wow, thank you very much for this uh, meeting and this paragraph is so wonderful and so powerful. It's like stop playing God. Wow, it's so it's so strong. Before program, you know, as a person that grew up up in a religious group, I I had God in my life, but it was a religious only. Life, you know, it's nothing to do with God. I can manage my life. I can do it. I can do everything, you know. It's nothing connected to God. And it's exactly like a driver that drives a car without license. Every second he he can make a, a a car accident, and this is the same thing. I was running my life and other people's lives too, without license and every single second in my life, I had another accident, and I couldn't understand why and because I didn't know why and what happened, I ran to the food because most probably something is wrong with me. And it's so wonderful. It's a miracle that now I am in the program. And I know the how and I know the why. Stop playing God. God is here and he has all the power. And I don't have to run the life to run the show. I I cannot and I don't know. And I, I, I live it up to God and it's so peaceful and it's so wonderful and it's a freedom yes, God is the driver, he knows how to run the life I can sit in the, in, next to the driver and just relax and enjoy life and enjoy the freedom and, and, just, and just to enjoy the journey that I made in life and this is my choice and I don't have to run to food as a solution for all my feelings. I am allowed to feel my feelings. I have now new tool, but how to feel and how to enjoy my feelings and to feel them, to give permission to myself oh, to feel welcome. the feelings because I stopped playing God, and by this I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Bella. Paula, please, on what was read.
5: Follow recovered impulsive over. I want to start with that first word this. This. Referring to something pleasant and meeting it. What begins here and what begins? God.
3: God is the place. And me finally mine. And then it's first of all we have to quit playing God. There you go. And I call and gives you a direct That one, wait, let me help you so He didn't get that either. He is the boss and we are his children. Is it clear now? never in the lead. Never in the lead again. But then it said most good ideas are simple. Why? Because we can I couldn't take complexity why my life was complex. I need simplicity. And that's what it gave me. This, I concept, the keystone. I love what was said about the keystone. It is what holds it together. May I do a name for that keystone. It is God. It is God that holds it together on the beautiful us that we can finally pass through to freedom. I thought I was free. No, I was not free. I was chained. this disease helped me, as William James says blind you in a blind so, how do you can't walk and you're blind and you can't see they are the difference. That's why the keystone God
6: himself has to be in place. Thank you for allowing this share with that I do best.
0: Thank you, Paula, Margaret, please go ahead, good
3: morning, Laah. Good morning. Vision for you, is Margaret covered in South Jersey. um, you know just right back on page uh, 58 where it says we have to grasp and develop. You know, those words were uh, brought out a few days ago, and I've been really mulling them around in my brain a lot. And that's where this starts. This is what we have to do. We have to grasp this, and then we have to develop it. But we're developing it by the directions, not by what we think or what we want or anything like this, but the directions are right here. But we have to take the directions and develop them and put them into our life. We have to actually live them, to actually be able to live them. And um, so, you know, that I love it when it says, you know, this is the how and the why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. But, you know, I just love that Bill said, he's going to tell us exactly how and why, because I couldn't have figured it out. Uh, yesterday I was... Uh, talking to somebody about the selfishness and self-centeredness, no way in my wildest dreams did I think that was my problem. Couldn't see it. I couldn't see it until people started to talk about it and tell me about it. And then I began to pray to God to show me where it is. Show me, God. Show me, show me, show me. And and little by little, you know, I, I uh, it's like, oh, my God, I'm like waking up. Yes, yes. I didn't realize how selfish and self-centered I was. But you know again it's just that he is going to show us exactly how to do it and we have to grasp it and we need help in grasping it we can't do this alone and develop it that's how we do that we do it through the steps and without a task thank you
0: thank you so much my name is leah and i'm a recovered compulsive overeater and i too wanted to comment on this this is the how and why of it first of all we had to quit playing god it didn't work Uh, You know, all I have to do is look back at the uh, almost two decades of mayhem that uh, my compulsive overeating uh, caused and uh, the way I thought and the way I behaved uh, to see evidence of that. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. So um, I'm making a decision here. I am making a decision here. Next, we decided. It is a decision. What is a decision? What does it mean to decide? It means to make a choice or judgment, to arrive at a solution that ends uncertainty or dispute. Uh, that word decision you know, is very important because it represents the link between understanding and action. You know, I'm going to make a decision to do something different. It's one of the key words in all of the 12 steps and all of the big book because it represents the link between understanding and action. To find a solution to any problem, you first have to understand what that problem is. But understanding alone isn't enough. Understanding alone isn't enough. We've been taught a lot in the previous four chapters. But, and so we, we understand a lot at this point about our disease. We understand a lot about what the solution is going to be. But we have to act on the understanding. And to act, you first have to do, decide to act. You first have to decide to act. You know, a decision without action that follows it is essentially worthless. So I am making a decision. I'm taking a look at the evidence of my life how well is my way working? You know, we work step three by going through a decision making process. Think of other big decisions that you've had to make in your life. You know, for instance, uh, purchasing a house. We purchased a house two years ago. You know, it's a big decision. When making a decision about buying a house, you consider such things about the house as the cost, the location, the condition. You you bring into consideration things about yourself such as the ability to pay, uh, your personal preferences, you know your housing needs. You you give thought to making that decision, and finally, when all those things have been weighed out, you make a decision. And that's a similar way that we work. Step three: we consider how well how well is the present management of my life going? <laughs> how well is it going? You know, how am I am I uh, am I happy, joyous, and free, or am I miserable? Am I waking up every morning to the four horsemen—bewilderment, terror, frustration, despair? How well is the present management going? I need to consider that. And then we make a decision that God is the only one able to manage our lives, that his will is best for us. You know, it is is—it is a surrender. It goes on to say here, most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. You'll notice in the big book that it has a theme of architecture. There is a theme here throughout a few pages of this arch through which we're passing. What the big book is is giving an analogy is that we are building a spiritual structure through which we will walk and be free men and women. This building of a personality chain sufficient to bring about recovery. What's the foundation? The foundation is always willingness. What's the corner? stone it's a willingness to believe what is the keystone it's a surrender it's a wedge of surrender my way has not worked let me decide to choose another way let me make a decision to choose another way i have two doors and two doors only either i can continue to compulsively overeat to the bitter end blotting out the consciousness of my intolerable situation Whether I'm binging or I'm abstinent, I'm in that place. Or I can choose spiritual help. I can choose to accept spiritual help. Those are the two doors. No door number three. How much time are you going to waste continuing to look for door number three? Let me tell you right now. And let others tell you right now. There is no door number three. How many more years, how many more decades do you want to go on that search for looking for another way out? There is no other way out. You're cornered. You're cornered. That's why it's so important to be convinced. Either you're a real compulsive overeater or you're not. If you've determined that you're a real compulsive overeater, that you have an obsession on the mind, an allergy of the body, check that off on your list. Have you been able to rely on any of your own resources, your own willpower, your own intellect, your own self-knowledge, your own motivation, your own determination? Human aid, has any of that worked? Has any of that worked? Look, look at your history of compulsive overeating over years, perhaps decades for most of us. Has any of that worked? If it has not worked, check that off your list. And here you come at a decision point. You continue to work your way into the ground six feet under or try something new. And with that, I pass. Anybody else like to comment on this paragraph before we move on? Rose. Rose, go ahead. I'd like Thank to.
7: Thank you, Leia. Um this is Rose, uh, grateful recovered compulsive reader in New York, and briefly, um we are his agents. An agent is one who acts for another by authority from him. And for me, um this is where the rubber met the road for me. Um I I I surrendered. I made a decision. And um, out of fear, it wasn't out of any virtue, but the decision was made. And this is where it says, uh, good ideas are simple. This concept, this concept that I was God's agent, we are his agent. I became his agent. I was acting by authority from him. And the first power I received was to not only get back an abstinence, but to through God's grace keep the abstinence one day at a time only because uh there's a daily surrendering and asking for this power to continue which gave me the power to continue working these steps and it says most ideas are simple and this concept was the keystone this concept is the keystone for me every single day it is the stone that holds all of my program together. It's the piece, uh, the brick at the top of the arch. This third step is the piece for me that is at the top of my day when my eyes open up. It's the third step prayer, not not words. It's the third step prayer of words, meaning what my actions are going to be for the day. God is the man. God is the man I am His child, and I go to Him for the day, for all that's needed, and that is—that's—that's that's the blessing. Thank you, Leah. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Rose. Let's move on to the next paragraph
6: now, please, with Devora. Hi. Good morning, everyone. This is Devora a recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things had followed. We had a new employer, being all-powerful, who provided what we needed. If we kept close to him and performed his work well, established on a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we can contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered, we can face life successfully. We became conscious of his presence. We began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the year after. We were reborn. This is a hi, everyone. Again, this is a very powerful um, paragraph here, and um, you know, took me a long time to realize in program how uh, selfish I am. And, um, how much I needed God's power to remove that selfishness from me. And, um, and it only came as, you know, working the steps and doing my inventory and turning my life and my will over to God and finding that power. And honestly, I found that power first by knowing that I was powerless and putting down the substances, which caused me unmanageability and, um, and each day, each day, I became closer and closer to God because I saw that God was giving me something He has power that I needed. I I saw that He was doing for me. Um, I couldn't do it on my own, so that brought me to where I am today. And you know, relying on God for everything throughout my day. And it's not just I do it once and it's done. Every day I need to do this. Every day I have to regain. Um, become conscious of his power, of his presence in my life, to remove, you know, any fears, because the fears keep coming. You know, it doesn't go away. Um, I, you know, that's who I am. But I know that God is with me and God will provide for me and God will take away those fears. Um, Today I have the consciousness of them. When I was eating and I was out of control, I didn't even realize I was in fear and I was in self-sleeping and selfish mode. Um you know, being in recovery, um, I realize where my head takes me. Um, and that's where I need that's where I have to constantly develop this relationship with God. Um, you know, it reminds me years ago I watched this movie about a woman who lost her memory. She totally forgot her whole you know, her life. Her memory was was, was lost an accident and every morning her husband had to put on a tape for her to replay her whole life so she remembers when she wakes up in the morning that she's married and she has a child and each day he had to replay that memory for her so that she would remember and get on with her life and that's like with me every morning I have to get up and have to take conscious I have to go through the steps and um, gain conscious contact with God And and asking for his help Throughout the day Because it's so easy for me to forget And to get into self-will and to selfishness And to fear So I constantly have to remember, I have to constantly replay that message That tape in my head constantly um, God is with me I can't do this God will take it from me Let God over and over again um, Because otherwise I get into I forget I forget, um, and um, so grateful for these steps and for this meeting, and uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah.
0: Would anyone else like to comment on what was read?
5: Kim? Good morning.
0: I heard Kim. Go ahead. Good morning, Leah.
3: Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim G and I am a Recovered Compulsive Overeater from South Jersey. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves and our little plans and designs. So when we took such a position, when we established ourselves on such a footing, and what does that mean? When we were told that he is the principal, we are his agents. He is the father, we are his son. When we get in the right alignment with God, wonderful, remarkable things happen. Because what have we learned through this teaching that Step 3 is about? It's about my way doesn't work. So I spent my life trying to get my way. Get my way. Where did that get me? You know, trying to get my way in the past led to resentment. Trying to get my way in the present leads to anger and depression. And Trying to get my way in the future leads to fear. So we're gonna, we're going to take those things, we're going to get rid of them by taking those action steps. So when it says all sorts of remarkable things followed, it means we have to take action. This paragraph is often called the third step promises, but I think what is misleading is that these promises don't come true because we make the decision. These promises will come true if we make this decision and follow it up by action. It is the action that we take after step three that are going to allow us to have these promises come true. Because I have now admitted that my little plans and designs have only brought me resentment, anger, depression, fear. And now I'm willing to try a different position. I'm willing to have my roots grasp a new soil, which is God's. I heard a wonderful thing that, that you know, step three is the decision to stop making decisions. We're going to get clear-cut directions of what we have to do. You know, we've heard a lot the last couple days about we, we, we. Who is we? We is the first 100. Well, I have to tell you, it's much larger than that because in 1955, the we of AA voted to keep these directions the same. In 1976, the we of Alcoholics Anonymous voted to keep these directions the same. In 2001, the we of Alcoholics Anonymous voted to keep these directions the same. So this we is no longer the first 100. This we we is millions of people who have recovered. And now it doesn't just include alcoholics. It includes drug addicts. It includes compulsive overeaters. It includes gamblers. This is a powerful we that is saying if you make this decision and you take these action steps, that our life will take on new meaning. We'll see what we can contribute to life. We will face life successfully. So today, this is what we're teaching about. Are we going to go to this next paragraph and make this decision? Are we convinced? Are our little plans and designs not working? So one more time, when we sincerely take such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed established on such a footing we become less and less interested in ourselves our little plans and designs and with that i pass
0: thank you kim anyone else like to comment on this paragraph
5: georgian would like to speak
0: georgian go ahead
5: good morning i'm a composite leader when uh, you say Mm -hmm. when you sincerely took a position When we sincerely took a position, meaning we had to really work the program, listen, go to meetings, it's easy, but it's not, it's simple, but not easy. We have to work hard. We have to go to service, do service, reach out, calls, tolerate, and not criticize. The the remarkable will follow if we work it. And that means we have to work all the steps. We have to work the steps, and the first three steps are the main steps, one, two, and three. Without them, we cannot finish the rest of the steps. So um, um, our, new, our new employer is God for me. And if I work the program really hard, it will prevail. He provided what I needed. We needed it. And we kept close to him, meaning that we have to pray, meditate. And it's a hard job, but it's a good job. Read these step every day, how it works every day, twice a day. Do your prayers. Pray for others, not self, every day. Because without this program, we could not do it, not alone. Thank you.
0: I'm Georgianne. Thank you, Georgianne. Anyone else like to comment on what was read?
4: This is Bella. Can I share?
0: Bella, Sharon. And then Sharon. Bella, go ahead.
4: Okay. Good morning. My name is Bella and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, thank you very much for the meeting and thank you very much for you that you are staying in, on the line. I like the sentence. He provided what we needed. If we kept cle- if we kept close to him and performed his work well, wow! I like it because it's it's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street, and it starts with his with the, with God's Will yes, God. He. He wants to give us what, everything we need. He has the willpower to give us. He has what to give us, and he wants to give us. But if the question is if we are ready to get it, if we are ready to accept it, and we can make ourselves ready to accept it, if we performed his work, if we performed well, what does it mean performing well? Well, to accept that I am a human being and I am not God. I don't want to play God anymore. I want to be the best what I can as a human being one day at a time. To wake up in the morning and to see what I can, what I can do the best for myself one day at a time. To be a better me. To be a better mother. To be a better uh, wife to be a better member for the community, to see other people, to see myself, how I can open up my eyes and to 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 do service, to help other people, not to be so selfish as myself and to see what I don't have in my life. To see what the present, what my talent that I got as a present from God and to serve to to do to to do for for myself and to do the, to be a better servant to God, it's too wasted if I accept to let to to let God in my life. God has so much to give me, and He won't. I just have to open my eyes. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you, and Sharon, please on what was read. Lisa.
5: Thank you. This is
8: Sharon. Thank you, Leah, and thank you for everyone on the line. Thank you for all your service. And um, again, when we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer, and being all-powerful, he provided what we needed. And we kept close to him and performed his work well. And established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. And as we felt this new power flow in, we enjoyed peace of mind. We discovered we could face life successfully. We became conscious of His presence, and we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. And um, this just means so much to me because, you know, I am I am one of those three decade decades kind of people. And it wasn't until I began listening to this line a year ago, last July, that I finally realized to the core of my being that I do have a hopeless state of mind and body. So, you know, check that off the list. How many things have I tried? How many other ways have I tried to make this work in my own, in my own way and on my own agenda? Um, a million, and none of them worked. And so then, you know, I did, by God's grace, come to this realization. And to me, it's sort of like, um, you know, I've been marching in this, uh, in this one way for 30 decades, trying to convince myself that I could do it my way, because I, I wanted to have certain terms, and those were on my terms. And then finally, it's almost like in the military, where they say, about faith which means you go completely around and you start marching in a new direction. And to me, that's what this decision is. And it is a decision, and it does have to be followed up with that action because now I am following God. I am, I am his child. He is the director, and I'm his agent. So that's where this big book gives us all the instructions of what we must do so that our lives do become uh, a reality with these promises that are in this uh, step three. But again, they do not come to pass until the reality of taking those steps eight, four through nine and then living on a daily basis in 10, 11, and 12. And that's where I missed it. And so I am so grateful to be here today, and I'm so grateful for all of you. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sharon. Anyone else on what was read? Lisa. This is Janice. I heard Lisa and then Janice, please. Lisa, please speak up.
9: Thank you. Yes, um, this is Lisa from Colorado. And I really love the part, as we feel new power flow in, as we enjoy peace of mind, we discover we could face life successfully. And when I did steps four through nine, and saw my core patterns and beliefs and those things that were that i was doing that was really tripping me up it was me 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 it was me that was doing it it wasn't anybody else there had been things that happened in my childhood but i was the one that formed these core patterns and beliefs and when i was able to do the fourth and give the fifth away and see who i had been and see those patterns that were um, hurting my family around me and then making the amends making the list um giving the amends away I started to have that peace. I found I could face life successfully as I became conscious of, the, of God's presence. And he shows me more and more as I go deeper and deeper that I need to look at these things that I've done. And as I hopefully work 10 and 11 and 12, I can see, wow, this is Lisa all over this. This isn't anybody else saying, if you change, I'll, you know, um Well, what I was doing with others is I was saying, if you change, I'll be happy. But it was Lisa that had to change. So with that, I pass.
0: Thank you. And
3: Janice, please. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. When we sincerely took such a position, you know, when we sincerely took such a position, you know, sincerely, what a beautiful word. You know, we often end letters sincerely. And what does that mean? What does that mean to me? You know, sincerely, open-hearted, for the first time probably in my life, open-hearted, realizing that I was licked, that this thing had me licked. You know, we're talking about the decision, not only the decision that these first 100 recovered alcoholics made, but the decision that you and I are still making right here, right now, today, a decision that I make every day, every day, to work those first three steps. But a whole lot had to happen before I could make that decision. Is, is that the way it is for you? I'm, I'm thinking it might be. You know, I had to make this decision based on a whole lot of experience that I had. And I'm so grateful that they keep on telling me what can happen as a result of that decision. You know, they keep showing me that as a result of that decision, a new world opened up to them, a new way of living, a new way of acting on life, a new way of behaving, a new way of thinking, for heaven's sakes, a new way of thinking. And my thinking had been one of the things I prided myself on. But my thinking was all twisted, all twisted, the big book said. And I didn't even realize how twisted it was until I got these very, very descriptions that I could identify. You know, I was resentful and I was fearful and I was angry and I was controlling and I was manipulative and I was guilty. And all of these things came out of myself. Came out of myself. But it says when we sincerely took such a position that we had to have God's help then remarkable things would happen. And why do I sit here on this line and tell you about it? It's not its not all altruistic and wonderful. It's because it helps me. It helps me to share with you what happened to me, what what it used to be like, what happened, and what it's like now, because... As we did this, as we felt and enjoyed and discovered and became and began this program, remarkable things happened. And those same remarkable things are there for you as well. But it meant I had to make this decision that I needed God's help. Even if I didn't fully understand this God yet, even if I didn't have a full description written yet, This process of working the steps was going to put me in touch ever deeper with this greater power, this higher power, because lack of power had been my dilemma, and here you were showing me was the power, and am I going to make that decision for today, one day at a time? Today, I say with all sincerity,
6: yes,
0: and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. This is Leigh. I, too, wanted to comment on a couple things here. If you'll notice, you know, this is speaking from hindsight. Uh, This is a process, but the men and women who uh, pen these pages, who, after thousands of hours of discussion, pen their Uh, collective voice and their collective wisdom and experience, they wrote the following, when we sincerely took such a position, again, what is that position? There is a God and I'm not it. (laughs) All sorts of remarkable things followed. Ultimately, what that remarkable thing that's going to happen is a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. Ultimately, this decision then leads to an embarkment on a series of action steps. Because again, a decision without action is virtually uh useless. It's without value to make a decision and not take action on that decision. It said we had a new employer. So we have a boss. Somebody else is gonna be in the driver's seat now. All for the boss. All for the boss. I'm a worker bee. I'm a worker bee, but all for the boss. Being all powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Ultimately, we try to be of maximum helpfulness to other people, particularly when it comes to carrying the message. After we have had this transformation, that is the unique capability that real compulsive overeaters who are recovered can offer. Right, because we're a unique group of people with a very unique experience. We're compulsive overeaters, and more than that, we are recovered compulsive overeaters who now can help those who still suffer. So it goes on to say, established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. Again, all for the boss. What would God want of me? Again, this paragraph is written from hindsight. This is their process. It is a process. Recovery is a process. It's not an event. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, how is this new power flowing in? It's flowing in because these men and women embarked on a journey of these action steps which remove the barriers of resentment and fear, dishonesty, and allowed a new power to flow in. As we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became, again, alluding to a process, as we became conscious of his presence, we began, again, a process. We began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. This is a rebirth. This is a transformation. This is a process which produces a new person living a new way of life. And it is called a transformation. It is profound. It is profound. You know, the AA 12 and 12 remarks that he has now become able to do and feel and believe that which he was unable to do and feel and believe before. That is a transformation. It's a rebirth. It's a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. But it all begins with a decision to embark on the program of recovery. No action steps have been taken yet. The first action step is step four, but prior to taking action steps, a decision has to be made. And again, this process is more, much, 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 much more than a mere elimination of one's binge foods. That's only the beginning. The result is a rebirth The result is a transformation. The the result is a rehabilitation, a renewed life, a reordered life. A personality change sufficient to bring about recovery, a rebirth, but it it begins with a decision. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph
5: before we close this morning? Hi, it's
10: Rachel. Rachel,
0: your turn. Go ahead, Rachel.
10: Yeah, I, I guess I could qualify. Um, uh, okay, I'll just introduce myself. I'm from um, New Jersey, and I am a compulsive over-eater. Um, I would still qualify for those who still suffer. I'm new to the program, a few months. And um, the what is talking about, the transformation, um, for me, the fear is easing up because I was always scared of myself. Wherever I go, I bring myself. And... Um, now, I'm not in charge wherever I go, and more and more I'm turning to God, and it's really, um, the transformation is remarkable. I'm able to be humble for the first time and apologize for controlling people around me. I'm, I'm doing it more like after the fact of control, but you know, God willing, with recovery, it will um, it will get better. But I really um, identify with that, the fear, you know, I'm not so fearful of tomorrow. You know, I was always so petrified of, of Sunday mornings. Like, like, here's a new potential new week, and like, I always blew it the first hour, you know. So now, um, thank God, with faith and with trust and something, someone better, than, greater than me, um, it's really an unbelievable transformation. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And was there someone else that wanted to comment on this paragraph before we yes. close?
10: Hi, Judy um, F? Yes.
0: Judy F, um, go ahead.
3: Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Good morning. Judy F, Recover Compulsive World from Massachusetts. I just wanted to point out what was pointed out to me is that I don't have to have this understanding of the higher power, and it's a decision to cooperate, to cooperate with what's written in this book, to cooperate with my recovered sponsor, taking me through the steps, and ultimately I'll have that relationship with God. But I don't have to figure it out now, which is what I always wanted to do. And also in this process, it's really, we're setting aside our old ideas for new ones. But we have to first see our old ideas, our thinking processes, our patterns. And we will be brought through this step-by-step, and it's simple. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much, and thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Rick, would you please read a vision for you?
5: Good morning, Rick, compulsive over-reader. Our book is meant to be suggestive only